Welcome to episode five of the podcast, and this is the cardio episode. We're going to talk all about cardio. What is cardio? What are the benefits of cardio? We're going to get a little bit sciency because you kind of need to understand the principles of the energy systems our body uses to understand the different types of cardio and when and where and how you would apply them. We'll also talk about how cardio is abused um, and the different types of cardio you can do depending on your goals. So it's going to be a good one and bear with the sciencey bits. Um, if you get a bit of PTSD from your biology and chemistry lessons, apologies. <laughs> yeah, when I was reading through this, it took me back to, uh, yeah, biology at Hillcrest. Fun times. <laughs> anyway, it is another cold morning in Nairobi. But Andy Very looks cold. like he's in a t-shirt. Yeah, I'm wearing t-shirt shorts. It's been warmer. It's probably warmer outside than it is inside. Yeah. Uh, it's pretty sunny outside, so... It's the opposite. Yeah, yeah, in my office it's relatively cold, but... Yeah, it's not really cold, besides. So it's, it's colder inside than outside here, man. Yeah, here it's... it's yeah, it's because the houses have no insulation. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's true. No floors. Well, we, we thought we'd kick this episode off not talking about cardio, but Andy yeah. did a really great post the other day all about uh, sort of swipe through, swipe and save mm -hmm. uh, workouts that people... Well, mainly fit fluences uh, do on Instagram, and they're sort of their downfall and pitfalls. Andy? Yeah, look, you know, and I know not everyone necessarily agrees, but it's a really simple principle that, you know, a bit like, as I said to Leo, back in the old days, what you used to find in the old bodybuilding and fitness magazine, just, yeah. you know, this pro say, they did this workout, which they never did, and for you to copy it. Reality was most workouts weren't really designed for the reader. No, you no. know, they're designed for entertainment. And the same with like all this stuff on Instagram isn't designed for actually yeah. progressing. There's no progress to be had, you know, because it's not specific to you. It's not specific to your goals. It's not. It's very hard to progress on all those exercises. Um, yeah, there's many factors, and the reality is, what I think is, there's people out there following these workouts, not progressing and blaming themselves, thinking, oh, look at this person posting that, they've got such a great physique, obviously the problem's me, because they must do that to get their physique. Yeah. Not realising, a lot goes into that physique they're portraying on Instagram that you don't see. And, you know... Yes, a song did comment that you know, you can get inspiration from it, and you can, but you've got to be quite aware of what you're looking at and saying which bits you're going to pick out. There is no point copying, just for the sake of copying, a workout off Instagram. You know, the world's changed. There's so much information out there now. You can learn to program your own workout just by listening to a few podcasts, looking at a few things on YouTube, you can find out how to do exercises on YouTube. You know, there's so many instructional videos out there. And you can go to somewhere like the Muscle Mentors 
YouTube channel and there's loads of demonstrations of exercises. And yeah, you can choose exercises for the equipment you've got that are gonna be able to be progressed and you know, progressively overload to that. And as I said to you before, the only exception to those is things like mobility and stretching, where it's not a goal of progression, it's just a goal of trying to get people to do it. And you know, those are fine because you can put those in. But again, you know, you've got to be careful about technique on some things, but the reality is I just think we're being, you know, people are being sold an idea, a dream, that's never going to be achievable from those. Yeah, true, because uh, it's like you say with the, with the magazines when, uh, sadly, when you were training and you're following, you know, Ronnie Coleman, you're, in your head, you're thinking, man, in... Well, for me, I remember telling myself, in two years, I'll look like Ronnie Coleman. And I'm doing... Yeah, 100%. Yeah, and then I I remember it was super high volume. You know, you, you don't know anything about enhancements, supplements, but you know, if I do this, I look like him. That That's all you needed to know. And uh, it's the same way you said it. It's almost like being sold a pipe dream. It's... Uh, you're, you're watching, say... But it's a bit like the, the training videos as well. Like, I used to love watching people. Like, mm. I'd watch Bloody Guts. Oh, yeah. But I'd also watch the uh, Raj Warren's one. I love Raj Warren's one because it's just hard. It's just Nasty hard. training. Yep. But there's no explanation to any of the exercises. You're just watching it, like, smashing weights around. And Raj's form was pretty bad, to be yeah. fair. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> I look best. back on that one, um, he's just throwing weights around. It worked for him. He was one of the best bodybuilders in the world. Yeah, yeah. And he's a very intense person. And you can learn the intensity from that. But, you know, his exercise selection, I don't know how much thought went into his exercise selection because there's no rationale. Like a lot of videos nowadays, people will give you the rationale behind their training. Like you can watch a training video of someone like James Holland. He will go through why they do certain yes, things. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Why he does certain things because it works for him. Like certain bicep exercises, watching a bicep video on the Redcom channel. And he's saying he does that one because he just feels it more. And then Louis' training partner did it slightly different because for him, he, he's got slightly different, different levers. His arms are different names, so he does it slightly differently. So there's a lot more education nowadays. So I think, and the way we. Um, consume social media is changing you know there's more of a sort of educational purpose behind things like instagram now and well there is and there is there's a lot more influencers there as well but you, there's a lot more people putting out good content and i just think saying oh co- oh like sh- uh copy uh say try my workout it's just lazy content if you said this is what i'm doing this is why i'm doing it this is the outcomes I expect. You may need to do this, this, this to make it work for you. That's fine. But just saying, say even and try it out is the wrong message. It's just lazy and it's not helping anyone. Well, it's also kind of perpetuating like as a, a viewer or reader or consumer of that content, you're just being spoon fed. You know, you're not taking the time to try and understand any of the principles. Yeah. I mean, that's what we always harp on about. Like, just understand the basics. Because then you can look at whoever's program and be like, ah, no, 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 that's not going to work. So, 
yeah, I always think understand the basics and that is what this cardio episode is all about. Um, and I mean, first of all, we can just talk about the benefits of cardio. And I think, you know, people fall in two camps when it comes to cardio. Those die hard cardio people and then those who are like, cardio is going to ruin my gains. Not going to do cardio. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I used to be the anti-cardio group, uh, I know, a few years ago. And sadly, I believed cardio kills gains because, well, it was just lack of information. And uh, uh, like we said, reading the, the magazines when you see the uh, bodybuilders are like, nah, in the off-season, I don't do cardio because it kills the gains. And you grow up knowing, ah, you know, if I'm trying to grow, less cardio. So it's a bit of false information, I, I think. <laughs> and I think, well, I think there's a, a misconception of cardio as well. Mm-hmm. One, the one hand is it steals your gains. The other hand is a weight loss tool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and to me, it's neither. You know, I, all my clients have cardio in all their programs. You know, not crazy amounts, but a little bit, because I, I you know, the clues in the title, I think I've said this before in the podcast, cardio, heart health, you know, we want to get the blood pumping, we want to get the systems working, yeah. you know, we don't want to use it as a tool for, for fat loss, you know, I don't anyway, you know, we, we, you, know you can, because it does work, you know, you will lose weight from doing cardio, different amounts of cardio especially, but... The importance of it is this heart, lung, health. I don't I, I post it, I, you know, I think about the things in the overdoing cardio and the uses of cardio post a few, mm-hmm. about maybe yeah. two weeks ago. And, you know, but I have my, my theories. It won't be your gains as long as you're not an idiot. Yeah. And you're not trying to run a marathon every other day, you know? You're not spending two hours on a piece of cardio equipment, but yeah, we can go into a bit more detail. That's just yeah, and I mean it's the cardiovascular health. That is, as Andy said, your heart and your lungs. Um, so that is what cardio is working and improving. You know, so and that can you know if you do cardio, that can translate into your performance in the gym as well. You know, it's for some yeah. people, it's a form of stress relief. You know, you can use it as a tool to help reduce the risk of certain diseases like heart disease. Um, And then, like Andy says, it can be a tool in fat loss if used properly. Um, So I think let's just understand sort of the the energy systems your body uses, because this kind of underpins kind of what kind of cardio you want to do and why. So your, your body's universal energy currency is a molecule called ATP. You might have heard of that, or it might ring a bell. Um, and that's adenosine triphosphate. And that's used in everything, in every single reaction in your body. And your body can store yeah. some of it, but only a little bit for like a couple of seconds. And then you'll need to make more. And it's just the breaking of bonds and reforming of bonds with this ATP molecule that produces energy. So there are three main systems, you know, different textbooks, or if you go on, you know, online, call them different things. And to an extent, they run at the same time and your body is really good. Well, it's a, it's a very smooth machine in, you know, 
coordinating these energy systems. So your first one is your, well, different names, like I said, but like your ATP PC system. So that is um, if you are doing super intense exercise and it's for a very short period of time, 10 seconds, maybe max 15. So your body is creating more energy from ADP and a phosphocreatine molecule. Okay, so ADP is adenosine diphosphate. So it needs another yeah. phosphate to become a triphosphate. And this is actually interesting where creatine, supplementing creatine comes in if you understand this system. So yeah. you're creating more ATP from ADP and phosphocreatine with an enzyme called creatine kinase. Fun time. So this is, let's say you're at the starting line of a sprint. The first two seconds, your muscles will use up your stored ATP. Yeah, and then you need to use now the ATP PC system for the next 10 seconds. But that is all it can sustain, that brief 10 seconds of intense energy. Um, and your body does store, uh, well, your muscles do store some creatine as well. But this is where if you supplement it, you're helping your body make ATP. Fun. So from there, your body can't keep up, your ATP PC system can't keep up with this level of intense activity. So another energy system kicks in. And in fact, this energy system, it starts the same time as the ATP PC system does, but it's, it's slower. So it only kicks in now after that 10 to 15 seconds. And this is called your glycolytic pathway. So now your body is going to make ATP from glycogen, um, blood glucose, and glycerol. And this is all within yeah. the cell. And this can now fuel you for about 90 seconds more of activity. So it's slower. It's slower than the first energy system. So this is now if you've done your first burst of sprinting, what comes next? And a byproduct of what's called glycolysis are hydrogen ions. And that's kind of uh, an acidic buildup in the muscles, which causes that burn. And I'm sure we've all felt that at some point. And again, so you, you kind of, that kind of slows you down as well. It can be hard to push through that. So then after that 90 seconds, now the third energy system kicks in. And this one, you can just keep going and going, but it's the slowest of them all. Um, and this is the oxidative, phosphorylative, or aerobic system. And it's using yeah. oxygen. You're using oxygen, you're using fats and carbohydrates to create ATP. So it is a slow process. You can keep going indefinitely as long as you have oxygen, fat and carbohydrates. But yeah. Well, yeah. And as long as you've got tissue on your body and some oxygen, you'll keep going. Yeah. Exactly. Until you wither away. Until you wither away, yeah. <laughs> So just having a basic understanding of those three energy systems and how they work, you can kind of then, based on that, decide, like, which energy system do you want to work 
because different types of cardio will work different ones. Yeah. You know, if you're a sprinter, you're probably going to be working on your the first energy system, your ATP PC system. If you're a marathon runner, maybe you want to get better at, you know, the oxidative aerobic one. So just having a basic understanding of that, I think, really helps. You don't need to know all the the sort of fine details of it, although it is really interesting. And I think, um, especially in understanding how creatine works in the body, um, you know, understanding that first energy system is it's just really interesting because you do get creatine from, from meat, you know, so it has been shown in studies that vegans and vegetarians respond more to creatine um, because they're just not getting it from their diet. Um, and, you know, a lot of people think, oh, well, creatine, it's just about, I don't know, making your muscles stronger or, or water. And it's like, well, actually, it's helping you make ATP. And that's every single process in your body. You know, that's why creatine yes, is amazing. And this is what people forget. Like, the process of methylation, which is ongoing for our bodies to break down the cells. We need ATP to make new cells and, and to fuel this process. And this is why I actually tell all of my clients, creatine is important, not for your muscles, it is, and training, but actually to prevent degenerative illness. And it's been the science behind brains, the brain, yeah. the use of creatine is super, super amazing. Mm. The new studies, which show you know, three to five uh, grams of creatine a day can offset things like Alzheimer's and dementia. So... It's, it's amazing, and it's like there are no downsides of taking creatine. No. It's not expensive. Um, yeah. It's, you know, I think safe. it's safe, it's yeah. so studied, and it's just, it's just a win-win. But, yeah, just understanding how it kind of fits and works. Um, and it's calorie-free. It's calorie-free. <laughs> you, have, you, have, really you have to throw that in. Try scoop it. <laughs> Try scoop it. Oh. Uh. No, no, no. Oh, man. Oh, dear. That's funny. <laughs> it's awful, though. <laughs> so I think that leads us into the different types of cardio. So we've got lots of different types of cardio, and some of them are abused, and some of them are misunderstood. So let, let's, I think, start with the most <laughs> abused one, which is HIIT training. H-I-I-T <laughs> training. High-intensity oh. interval training. It's, it's really been busted. It, so, <laughs> if you have understood the energy systems, true HIIT training is going to work the ATPPC system. So, you know now that is 10 seconds of yeah. all out activity. So, if you're, you can't see me, I'm doing quote unquote. HIIT training is 40 seconds of work, you're not working no, not the ATP PC system at all. Yeah, it's not HIIT training. Yeah. But most people don't actually do HIIT training. People think they do HIIT training and say, just do some HIIT training because they've got some battle ropes out. Yeah. Actually, they're not. You're not. They're not <laughs> so if you're doing true HIIT training, you're working your ATP PC system. So your interval is going to be max 10 seconds. So yeah, it's like a sprint. It's yeah. a sprint. And then you need to recover. You need to recover. So it's not like a 10, it's not Tabata training, 20 seconds rest. No. no. 
you need a full on 50 seconds of rest, mm-hmm. even more. Yeah. So yeah, it takes about 60 seconds for the ATP to start regenerating. Yeah. So think of, I mean, like sprinting, fabulous. The assault bike, fabulous. Yeah. You know, you need something that you can go straight into all out, full on 10 seconds of your <laughs> chosen exercise. So yeah, assault bike and sprinting work really well for that. I don't know if you guys have yeah. any other favorites. No, I'm trying to think I like fart legging. Yeah? You what? Fart, fart legging. Fart so legging. it's like where you say, so you start, you know, walking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. As you recovery, yeah. jog, and then sprint. But yeah, yeah. sprints are really short. Because then you're back to walking, jogging, sprinting. Yeah. But walking and jogging take up a minute. Yeah. The sprinting's like 10, 10 20 seconds. We're still enough for rugby. Like, we'd go for a run around, I'd say, a five miler. But, you know, we'd use lampposts. We'd go, right, we'll walk, jog up to those ones. Yeah, we'd sprint we... between that one and that one. Yeah, yeah we did it a lot for yeah, sports, sports, sports. I think sports yeah. performance use that a lot. Yeah. And it's, it's yeah. great. And the thing is, you're not going to be doing HIIT HIIT training for an hour. No. <laughs> it's, it's supposed to be very quick and effective. I think 10, 20 minutes max. <clears throat> yeah. And uh, what you see touted about this a lot is the, you probably call it the epoch effect. So I have to remind myself what this stands for. It's excess, no, yeah, excess post-exercise oxygen consumption. So this is all the metabolic processes that go on after intense activity to get you back to homeostasis. And this uses extra energy, so calories burned. So everyone's like, oh, do HIIT training and you will burn calories all day long. To an extent, yes, if you've done true HIIT training, okay? Um, But it's, I I remember first reading about that. I was like, oh my gosh, amazing. I can do HIIT training and I'm just going to be a calorie burning machine the rest (laughs) of the day. You're like, um, (laughs) to an extent, to an extent, but you have to be working your, the correct energy system and you have to have gone hard, but you've done it for 10 to 20 minutes and then you get that epoch, post epoch effect. Yeah. So I guess it's to break it down for guys, it's. 10, 10 seconds on, and then 50 off. 50, 50 to 60, 60 seconds. Off. Yeah, so if you see anything, you know, saying 40 seconds on, 20, that, that and it started as hit, yeah. just, just, no. yeah, this, just remember this part of the podcast and you'll be able to tell the difference. Yeah, I mean, that's more what we call hit, H-I-T, or MIT, moderate intensity. Yeah. yeah. And... Now that's your more, you know, where you see circuit training mm-hmm. kind of 40 seconds on, 30 yeah. seconds on. That falls under that category. And so if you're doing that type of training, what are we working? The glycolytic pathway. Um, so, again, keep that in mind. And, you know, that kind of training has its place as well. Because um, you are improving, you know, your um, endurance, your sort of performance. Um, and I would say yeah. that kind of interval training, yeah, it has its place in your program, but it, it is quite specific 
So you've got to be asking yourself, you know, what, why are you wanting to use yeah. this? Um, what for? How often? Because it's not easy to recover from. If you're doing, um, you know, a, a long kind of interval session, you've got to take into account your recovery and your nutrition. Because again, if you remember, when we're using this pathway, you're now starting to use um, carbohydrates. Right. You know, so if you're a serious under-eater, you know, you're going to be super stressing your body if you're using this type of training, overusing it. Yeah, and, and you use a lot of glycogen that's in your muscle force stores first. Yeah, yeah. you use mm-hmm. a glycogen when you use a blood glucose, when you use liver, glycerol. Um, but, you yeah, know, stored... Uh, Restore uh, carbohydrates. And the reality is, if you then go into the gym without fully restoring all your, your blood, uh, gly- muscle glycogen, you are going to be weak. Yeah. And I've seen it where people have done a load of like cardio with full lifting weights that they can't work out why they can barely move any of the weights like they normally do. And it's, it's because you've used up your energy reserves. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Exactly. So it's you've got to think, how is this going to fit into my program? Why yeah. am I programming it? You know, if it's just because you're gonna it's gonna make you sweat, which it probably will, yeah. <laughs> you know, that's not a reason. That is not a reason. Um and I kinda of think uh, metabolic conditioning falls under this as well. So those are kind of your CrossFit wads. Um sort of where you're doing maybe four minutes of work. So maybe a circuit of four different exercises, you know, like ball slams, thrusters, uh, ropes. So you'd maybe do four minutes of work and then you would take a good rest. I would would say that's a typical like CrossFit WOD style metabolic conditioning Workout. Uh, even some sports yeah. would use it just to, yeah. to help athletes increase their endurance, overall endurance, depending on what part of the season. So, Yeah, and it's like, again, what, what are we trying to train and why? Yeah, and exactly. it is improving the efficiency, you know, of your, um, you know, of your body to, to you know, make, make ATP and just be, yeah, be more efficient. Your mitochondria, which is sort of the, the power cells in your body um and again this has carry over to your performance in your gym in your sport in all of that and we are now using i mean if it's going for more than 90 seconds so now we are going into your the third system so there's an overlap of systems with metabolic conditioning you know so again you're gonna need fuel you're gonna need fuel and I do, tr- I do help a couple of clients who do CrossFit with their nutrition. And for a lot of women in particular, you know, if you are a dieter and you're doing CrossFit, it doesn't work because these wads are intense. You need carbohydrate. Yeah. Big yeah, and this is why people have got pretty ill from doing CrossFit at times because they're not getting their system's running on empty when we go in because they've been chronically dieting. We do a CrossFit session and they've run out, you know, 
body's lost the carbohydrates. It's using up what it can out of the tissue. But also, you know, you, you lost loads of electrolytes, and your system's just going to fall a bit if your nutrition's not up to par. It's a bit like trying to run a marathon without any nutrition. You know, it, it stresses on the body, you know. Anyone who's ever played, like, a, a crazy game of rugby will know that, you know, you, you need to be fueled when you go in. You can't go into a rugby game hungry because you won't make the full game. You, you know, you just won't have enough energy. Yeah. And same with anything that's super intense, involving a lot of, you know, one muscle work, cardio work, endurance work, all thrown in together. It's just... You know, your system needs to be fueled. So if you're a chronic dieter, you need to, like, you know, if you're on very low calories as well, maybe someone who's getting ready for a bodybuilding show shouldn't be looking at doing something that, you know, that intense because you just don't have the nutrition in your body to sustain it. Well, you know, crashing your system, increasing cortisol levels, which are very good, just, you know, your immune system's crashing, you get sick, feel like crap. You look like crap. Yeah, and I think as you know, Leon said like a lot of sp- uh, sports uh, use these types of training, and that's where mm-hmm. the goal is performance. It's not mm-hmm. aesthetics. Yes. You know, if your goal is performance, you know, fuel and nourishing yourself for these activities is is absolutely paramount. Yeah. You know, if you're going to get the most out of these styles of training, you know, then you'll need to fuel yourself. They can be yep. used for fat loss, but then you've got to be really, really careful. I think we can get into that um, a little bit later, you know, how you can use those for fat loss. And this is why sports teams will put on, you know, what carbohydrate fluids. Yeah. <laughs> they have carbohydrates and vitamins in their water. It's not water they're drinking on the rugby pitch or football pitch when you see a professional team, right? It's a, you know, a carbohydrate. With quite B vitamins and salts and electrolytes. Yeah. 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 So, I mean, that's... And keep that going throughout the game. Yeah, to keep... Yeah, true. And, like, if you watch marathon runners there, or trail runners, or what do you call those? They use gels, carbohydrate gels, most of the time now, because they're smaller, so you squeeze them in. Ultra marathons, that's it. So you can keep keep going and going if you're fueling your body. Like, if an ultra marathoner didn't eat anything... They won't be able to keep going. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, I ran. Well, I was going to say, I ran a few marathons in my time when I came up. And it, in those days, it used to be Isostar. Isostar was this carbohydrate drink, came in powder, they used to mix it up and have it at stations. So you'd have a water station and a carbohydrate drink station. So you'd, you'd choose which one, depending on how you were feeling. So, you know, it would be all the way around, like every few m- couple of miles or whatever, there'd be a carbohydrate station. Oh, uh, yeah, we we used to use uh, Fanta. So, oh, yeah, because you couldn't afford supplements. Yeah, no. So the best thing that teams would do is, you know, like get a crate and then mix it with water. And then in between... Yeah, water would that a little bit. Uh, yeah, yeah. Water, jelly is... beans. Yeah. Jelly beans and jelly babies are a big one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and we had sweets. Now yeah. you're looking at your eye. Probably your wrong source of carbohydrate, so yeah, because yeah. you know, because yeah, sadly, well, now at least all this is available, but supplements used to be expensive, but now you can you can afford all these things. There's so much information when it comes to all this. And it doesn't need to be expensive either, because when you look at what you can actually 
use. And this is why, actually, things like oranges used to be, like in the old days, like, yeah, half time. Yeah, fruit. Yes, yeah, yeah. Oranges. Yeah. You know, like, hey, you know, it worked. It's probably not enough. You probably need a proud brigade. Yeah. But, <laughs> yeah. you know, back this, you know, a lot of guys playing in the old days had a lot more fat stores to but realistically you know there is a lot more information there is things you can do cheaply to make carbohydrates when you're training you know people yeah yeah, yeah you start with like, things like you know although i'm not massive bananas things like that you know where yeah you also get potassium out of it which you'll be leaching as you exercise but you've got carbohydrate it's got the fiber so it's not gonna go straight, you know, yeah. get taken straight up by the insulin to your, your cells. So, yeah. Yeah, and I think you've got to it remember is. that yeah. carbohydrates are your body's sort of preferred fuel source. Yeah. So people who are carbophobes are not doing themselves any favours. Um, so let's get to the last type of cardio, which is your sort of steady yeah. state cardio. This is running off that third energy system, the oxidative phosphorylative pathway. Where you can keep going indefinitely if you've got oxygen and you've got fuel for your body. Um, yeah. You know, this could be a marathon, this could be a long walk, a, a long swim, you know, generally over 30 minutes of activity. Um, it's also called LIS, which is low intensity steady state cardio. Um, so you might have seen that written somewhere. And, you know, it has, it's, this helps you build your sort of aerobic kind of foundation so if you are you know just coming getting not coming into cardio but you know just starting cardio it's a good place to start rather than going straight into something like hit h-i-i-t or even a conditioning circuit um and i mean it you can do this every day you know your body can recover from it it's not so strenuous on your body um and i think people should be doing some form of list you know, if not every day, you know, a few times a week. Yeah, as long as it's done properly, you know, that's the thing. I think people merge things, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and that's what we're seeing. Like, you know, we think they're doing hit and arc. We think they're doing less, but they're not they're doing too much. Mm-hmm. You know, it is all about recoverability at the end of the day with this. It's, you know, um, I have my guys doing sort of what would be more intense lists or lower miss you know um yeah moderate sort of mm-hmm. low so it's like half hours straight out boom three half hour sessions a week yeah good but this itself as you said you could do this proper list a nice low level list you could do everything and you kind of do like i do with steps yeah. like i take dogs to walk right up or relatively decent pace walk back feel good and you know you just make sure you know if you're using calories you've got, you know, it doesn't need to be overly um, you, know, you don't need overly new, you know, nutrition to, to support that, you know, so yeah, yeah, everyone should have some form of this in their day every day, probably yeah. so I think let's look at how to incorporate all of them and why you would choose a certain type. <laughs> so why not tackle fat loss? Because that's what everybody wants. Yeah. And I think people abuse hit <laughs> in the in an attempt 
to achieve fat loss. And I mean, Andy, you nailed it on the head. Recoverability is going to be key, especially in a fat loss phase. Um, so, yeah, yeah, on, yeah you, you've got less cut the calories in, so you've got less nutrients and fairy. Yeah, although you know you'd say you know, keep certain foods in, but if you are someone who's trying to do true hit, or well, or even doing some sort of hybrid hit, sort of almost you know meat, is yeah, you are probably in the wrong place with your nutrition if you're in a calorie deficit. You know, mm-hmm. I think we, we when we're speaking to Alter, we were saying how much yeah. And that's because, you know, he's doing those quick, explosive runs, you know, 100 meter sprinting, 10 seconds of activity, stopping, recovering, going again, you know, and that is, it's not easy to recover from. And it's hard on the body. I mean, you know, you can, yes. you can really hurt yourself doing true hit. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know if if you are going to include it as a sort of in your fat loss protocol you will have to be a bit more careful with your nutrition you know maybe this is where you use your you know you sandwich your carbs like kind of around that you know so that you can fuel it and you can still get the epoch effect um, going but if you if you can't recover from that you know, and if you if it interferes with your strength training, which as all of us agree, you know, that is that is that is key. Like having muscle is is you know will really help you with fat loss because it is an expensive tissue, a metabolically expensive tissue for your body. So it's going to burn more calories at rest, which does help to increase your metabolic rate. So more muscle means more calories burned anyway, which is just fabulous. So you want to keep your muscle tissue at all costs. And if you're using, you know, too much energy on your hit or your conditioning, you know, your body can create ATP from, you know, any of the macronutrients, from protein as well. It can break down muscle tissue for that. Um, and again, like yeah. I said, it's stress. not fussy. Yeah. It's not fussy where it gets it from. Yeah. And it's just yeah. Yeah, break down muscle tissue. Uh, I think fueling before doing sort of any sort of cardio like that would be very key. Like rather than going in fasted, I, I would fasted ad- hit. Oh my god! <laughs> I would advise you know fuel <laughs> before let digestion do its thing. So an hour maybe, and then do your hit. And also with hit, I'd say maybe another reason to do it. If your coach has programmed, assuming you don't have enough time in the day and you have programmed cardio in, then maybe hit would be an option. But just doing it because, well, I'm, I'm, I'm tired, I'm bored of my training. So today I'll do hits, tomorrow I'll do lists, the next day I'll do some saved workout from Instagram. It, some it, saved hit workout. Yeah, it, does, it doesn't work like that. So. Plan your, like clear said, plan your meals around, especially if you can have your carbs before. Fuel the workout, use the correct energy systems, and then after you will get the effects, uh, the desired effects. Again, it's, it's about performance. Yeah. It's like, you know, it's about 
brings us back to knowing your goal. Your goal is body composition, losing fat, looking shredded and big like muscle. It isn't for you because it's a performance tool. Yeah. True hair is a performance tool, and therefore you will eat for performance. Therefore, you're, you know, you're less worried about how your body looks as long as it can perform. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's just a reality. If like, you know, it is a tool which was created for performance-based athletes. Yeah, actually, yeah, that's that's the way it started anyway, and then... Well, now people just use it because it makes you sweat and yeah. feels like you're burning calories. And it looks good on the ground. It, it looks look- good on the ground when you're doing crazy jumping around, bit of battle bones, jumping to that thing. Oh boy! Thing. Oh boy! And so, just think about stress for a minute. Like, stress is not just mental. Stress is physical. And if you remember from our episode last week, you know, high stress is the hormone cortisol which is catabolic. That means it breaks down muscle. So if you, were, if you are now really stressing out your body with all this heat and you are trying to maintain your muscle, that is not a good mix. So really got to take into account your recoverability. And if you are on low calories, recoverability is not going to be high. So if you're someone who is doing hit four times a week and you're in a fat loss phase, you might want to rethink that protocol. I would say once, max twice a week. You know, if you're very smart with your nutrition and you can recover from it. Um, if you're doing it for performance, that's a different story. I'm not a, I'm not a, a, a sports sort of a, or strength yeah. and conditioning coach. I don't know how to program that in. But, you know, you still have to be you know, very strategic with it. And like Andy said, where does it fit into your goals? Yeah, but even like with sports, because I remember as well, my pops was my coach and we never ever once like went into training or a match on an empty stomach. You, There's no way when you're competing with a team that's, you know, fueled, they've been training well and you guys are... <laughs> you know, not eating for the performance on the pitch, you, it, you find it very hard even during the game. So even for performance, you, you just have to feel right. Otherwise, your performance suffers. Um, oh, oh and <laughs> So I think let's talk about metabolic conditioning. And someone did Metabolic's. ask me a, a question. Oh, and are you back? Okay. Yeah. I, I don't. I, don't I was know. just gonna say. I was just gonna say one thing about you know. I, I like your point about stress on the body. I think if you are someone who maybe has a high stress, isn't sleeping well, you probably want to just avoid hit training. Yeah. Because you're just accumulating more stress. More and more stress. You know, something's got to give. So easier to not do something like. It, when the rest of your life is already producing too much stress. Key, I think that's a key point. Um, so let, let's, let's talk about, I think, CrossFit and metabolic conditioning because someone did ask me a question. Um, and, and he said, like, can you use CrossFit wads as cardio? Yes, before or after a weight training session. And I mean, that that is... That is CrossFit, and normally they do their wads 
after the sort of strength component. Am I right? Yeah, I think so. Because yeah. if if you've if you've been paying attention, sound like a teacher, you'll know that metabolic conditioning, that kind of interval training, is using a lot of fuel. So if you do that before a strength session, you ain't gonna have much energy for that strength yeah. session, and then you stand a high chance of actually injuring yourself. Yeah, they do metcons last actually. So right. yeah, which is sensible. So um, again, you know, again, if you're doing your weight training properly and your strength training, you're gonna use up a lot of glycogen just lifting weights. If you've ever checked your, you know, because I check my blood glucose. I see how my blood glucose drops after a hard weight training mm -hmm. session. I'm almost, you know, I'm right down 4.2, 4.3. Now, if I was to then try and go into a, a metabolic workout, my blood glucose could get dangerously low. You know, so you've got to think to yourself, I should probably, I need to fuel between that weight session before doing... CrossFit what because you know where you're getting what you're gonna start doing is breaking down tissue because you use up your glycogen out of your muscles then you, you lose you know you use up your blood glucose that's why your blood glucose is down to four and then you use a glycerol that's stored in your liver and if you've ever done an intense workout you feel this sort of funny feeling in your stomach where you know everything's breaking and that's you know your liver's working and you know then it starts saying, where else can I get carbohydrates from? I'm going to start converting proteins. Where can we get proteins from? We get proteins from lean tissue. At the time, I steal it from the lean tissue before I steal it from body fat. And that is a reality. You know, It will take both, but it's not fussy where it's, what it's grabbing. Yeah. I think what, what people do, like, um, which is a big mistake, is you do your, say normal uh, hypertrophy strength training session and yep. then throw in a CrossFit ward. But when you think about it, CrossFit is programmed differently. They don't do the same hypertrophy strength sessions like we do. So if you want to, you know, I guess use the energy systems correctly, if you're doing CrossFit, do CrossFit because they, they're yes. programmed specifically for that, they, yeah. they, they're not doing an intense hypertrophy leg day and then just throwing in a ward just by no, the way. They, they it, program it it's for pro a reason. Yeah, so like we, we always say, follow a program. What are your goals? Are you trying to, you know, uh, work on performance? I, do you enjoy CrossFit? Then stick to yes, the CrossFit exactly. program. Follow the program. CrossFit's a performance-based yeah. sport. Yeah, don't... And, yeah, it's... Yeah, it's not about being, you know, losing weight. Yeah. It's not about losing weight. Some people lose weight by doing it, but actually, if you look at the size of a lot of the top CrossFit athletes, oh, yeah. they, you know, they're, they're not they're not small people. They're yeah, not. They've got wonderful physiques. Yeah, because their main their main goal. You don't ever hear anyone saying their main goal when doing CrossFit is fat loss. You know why you're going to do CrossFit. Then everything else after that is, you know, I guess second. So rather than you do just throw in random wards, you know, either 
find a CrossFit coach to help you program CrossFit or find or do it in phases. Have your hypertrophy strength phase, do your three, four months, take your break, then go into your CrossFit phase and you can benefit from both worlds rather than you throwing random uh, yeah. in this case where you'll just be confusing your body with your energy systems and your body is like, okay, what What's the what goal do you here? Want? What What do you want? <laughs> why Why are we yeah, doing it? Yeah. So that that would be my advice. Mm-hmm. I think people don't treat CrossFit properly as a sport, mm-hmm. as a performance sport. Yeah, you don't go into you know about to play a rugby match and go. Oh, I'm just going to hit the gym yeah. before the game. <laughs> I'm just going to you know get hard and trophy work before we play. Get a pump. <laughs> uh, you don't. You know you treat it as the sport it is. You yeah. know. Yeah. And same with CrossFit. You know you should be. You know if your goal is to be good at CrossFit, that's that's a great goal. Be good at CrossFit. Put all your focus into that. Mm-hmm. Right. That's not the same as losing body fat. You could actually be. Hold a relatively high level of body fat and still be good at CrossFit. Mm. Many elements that you're not so good at, you know, some of our, you know, the running and stuff. But, yeah, some of the strength stuff, some of you know, yeah. the strength components you need, kill it. You know, reality is, if you plan your nutrition based on the performance of CrossFit, you will slowly change your body yeah, shape. Exactly. If you look at the body shape of an average CrossFitter, let's take a female CrossFitter, broad shoulders, Broad hips. Stomachs are wide because it's a lot of core bracing. You know, we don't have a particularly hourglass figure. It's a powerful, a female crossfitter is a performance athlete, very powerful looking physique. You know, strong, solid. It's been shaped by doing crossfit. I've never seen a crossfit professional crossfit athlete doing hyperfocal work. So rarely. <laughs> so rarely. Yeah, you don't see them doing glute exercises to have big glutes. They build their glutes from doing deadlifts. They, yeah, they build a strong core for bracing it, doing deadlift squats or whatever it may be, overhead pressing. Yeah, there's a lot of core bracing. Yeah, like... Uh, but they, they train purely for CrossFit. Yeah. And everything they do, their diets for CrossFit. Oh, everything they eat a lot. For that goal. Yeah, yeah, they eat yeah. a lot. Like professional CrossFit athletes, they eat a lot. They fuel for performance. Yeah. Yeah. Thousands of calories. Like, guys want about six to seven thousand calories a day. Yeah. And, you know, you need it. So, if you're doing CrossFit for fat loss, you've got to think again and think of that, you know, your your risk of injury. Um, I mean, you could maybe be in a slight deficit, but you'd have to be careful how you fuel around your workouts. Um, And, you know, if you are someone who wants to do interval training, metabolic conditioning, sort of, wads um and you're not a crossfit person athlete but you want to do it for fat loss you can but you've got to take into account your recoverability and if you're just doing that as your sort of cardio for fat loss the emphasis should still be on your strength and hypertrophy sessions and if these wads or metabolic conditioning are not letting you recover enough for your strength set training sessions, you'll need to rethink that. And, and yeah. again, think of your nutrition around these. Like, there's no point going into these fasted. I don't I don't understand the whole sort of yeah. fasted, like maybe that makes you feel like you're burning more, more. fat. 
some mindset thing. No. <laughs> so you've just got to really think, how are you going to program these in? It's probably not a good idea to do them every single day because you will not be able to recover from that if you are in a deficit. And it's going to really impact your strength sessions. And like Andy said, it's, your body's not fussy. It's going to be mm -hmm. like, wow, let's get rid of this expensive um, muscle tissue here, which Perfect. you are trying to keep at yep. all costs, yep. hopefully. So it's going to be... Like what Leon said, I think, you know, if you want a good physique, take a section of your year to work on losing body fat before going back into something like this. I used to say, we don't, we don't play rugby to get fit. We get fit play rugby so in that off season before between the last game and the first game you will get yourself as fit as you can yeah. for the rest of the season but once you're in your, your focus will be on oh we're going to play rugby yeah all my Mai Tai in between the last game and first game I would have that window where you know I would get into great shape and do really well at Mai Tai as long as I didn't get injured I start the rugby season in wicked shape and then but, but once I was playing and we were in the league and we were, you know that all my all my goals were based on know, what yeah. can I do to get down to that rugby pitch. True, you know, true. the training in the gym was for rugby purposes, mm. building muscle. Yeah. So, but that's that that window. Those few months you've got in between, you can work on getting yourself into the best possible shape to give you the best performance. And if we're asked increasing your 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 fitness, you know, increasing muscle. That's what I would do with CrossFit. Say, right, I want to be really good at CrossFit. I want to score really highly in these opens or these whatever competitions. I'm going to take a few months to actually get myself into good shape. So when I start, I'm purely focused on CrossFit. I don't need to worry about excess body fat, you know, or anything else. Yeah, yeah. I am going to now focus on performance. So I think maybe with because we've I think we've talked about strength, performance, fat loss. So. I guess any cardio you choose will depend on which yeah. is your primary goal there. And and also, you guys mentioned a good thing, stress. Like, how well do you deal with stress? We'll just determine which, which works best for you anyway. And for, I mean, if you are someone who is a bodybuilder or watches bodybuilders, <laughs> you will see that their preferred form of cardio for fat loss is less. Or, or miss, <laughs> you know, as Andy said, like you do 30 or 30 minutes on the elliptical, um, you do, I mean, Stairmaster is pretty brutal, <laughs> but yeah, think, you know, a, a 30 minute swim, um, a, you know, a power walk, um, your elliptical, things like that, because you can recover from it, mm -hmm. and it's not interfering yeah. with the, you know, your main, um, resistance training session and like for me in my whole fat loss phase i tried some interval training and i just couldn't recover from it yeah. so i was like no not working for me let me do less and so that's why you will see a lot of bodybuilders doing that and a lot of people whose goal is purely fat loss not performance will you know you would pr program more less over those other methods yeah, it's uh, yeah, and I think that because of the, oh, go on, go on. no, it's uh, just adding to what uh, I noticed. Uh, like what Clea said, a lot of bodybuilders, I guess, on Instagram will do it for Instagram and be like, yeah, this this prep season, I'll try to hit training, and after about three four weeks, you notice 
the, the videos stop and they're back to yeah. and you know it's Instagram you 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 don't want to show like crap this I failed in this so you won't uh, hear them go like yeah yeah that 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 became too hard for me and I changed but but you rarely usually, see bodybuilders yeah. doing like true hip no I wouldn't yeah. I I wouldn't mention names but maybe it's, maybe the, the IFBB pros listen but I always <laughs> say when I'm programming clients yeah. When we're doing their premier onboarding, when we're doing their onboarding, I say that we're going to do three four, three sessions of cardio a week, but we're going to be thirty minute sessions, and you've got to be able to just raise your heart rate enough. Let's get over one twenty beats per minute. Keep it there for as much as you can for thirty minutes, but you've got to be able to recover. So I prefer bikes. Yeah, bikes. You know things that are a bit more joint um, joint. Um, lots of tough on my joints, bad ellipticals. Um, but I do have one one person in one client who, who loves running, mm. and she asked if she could run three times a week, two short runs and one really long run. So what we did is made that long run really a higher calorie day. Yeah. We just you know, put carbs and say that we're going to cram the carbs just before you know a couple of hours before you go do your long run. And, you know, the rest, because, you know, we want you to be able to recover. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we also time the, the cardio to always be yeah. either, if you can't make in the evening, so you do your training, the weights in the morning, eat, and then do your training at night, uh, you do your cardio at night, just do it after. But let's just think, we want to keep the heart rate high, it will burn calories, but that's not our primary. I always say it's not our primary focus. I just yeah. want you to be healthy, and also there's a good science behind increasing, uh, you know, blood getting pumped to muscles. So a bit of cardio in with your weight training will help increase gains rather than take them away as long as done properly. You know, so what we do is, you know, just these short sessions about a week for most of my guys girls you know most throughout the week short sessions that we you know we have enough nutrients for it's planned they're in it's planned for you know we're not yeah. accounted for yeah no i like i like how you say that like if you've planned and programmed properly for cardio it should enhance you know your yeah. health your strength training um, and, you know, yeah, if it's going to be a slightly more intense session, you just plan your nutrition around that as well. So, you know, if you're, yeah, if the goal is fat loss, you know, just throwing more and more cardio at your body is not going to help. You know, it has to be programmed and periodized because your body does adapt quickly to cardio. You know, if you're someone who just does 20 minutes, you're not so intense, 20, 30 minutes on the elliptical, three times a week, and you just, that is all you ever do for your cardio, and it's the same, 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 (laughs) your body's going to adapt to that really quickly, so, you know, often for, again, fat loss, you're going to have to periodize that cardio, and either make it a little bit more intense, maybe add in some intervals, or maybe make it a bit longer, um, to keep you know to keep achieving your your fat loss goals but again it's got to take into account your recoverability from the board of us yeah so also yeah you got to think do you actually enjoy cardio Mm -hmm. (laughs) because don't do something you're not going to enjoy i would say the best form of cardio is one you enjoy most Mm -hmm. as long as it's recoverable 
And if it's if it's gonna be tough, like I said, one of my clients loves going for a long run. You know, she's working on a ten k thing. I'm like, great, because that's gonna bring you much more happiness and therefore better for your stress levels and yes. your dopamine levels. Mm-hmm. So we'll fill it in, we'll build it in, and actually we we'll make make it part of our planning and our, our programming. The same with like, if someone says to me, I want to go for a really like a hundred mile bike ride every summer make sure we know what nutrients we're getting and make it part of it. You know, and that's, you know, it can happen. You know, there's no point overly doing cardio, one that you hate, just because for the sake of doing cardio. You know, I say, you know, the best form of cardio is one you can enjoy the most, get the most out of in the shortest time without, you know, uh, damaging your body. Without you know stressing the body too much, so it's going to give you dopamine. Like people who love swimming, go swimming, enjoy it, have fun in the pool. It may be cardio doesn't have to be in the gym on the treadmill. No, it may be doing a bit of agility work with your dog. It may be you know I know someone who does um, canny cross, which is like uh, cross country running with dogs. Oh, it's a race, it's a nice race. Brilliant. here on cardio so just to recap we have three energy systems that our body uses so when you're trying to program your cardio do think about that what are you trying to work your goals are really important here is it for performance is it for fat loss so that has to be key your nutrition has to be in line with it as well and then think about recoverability that is key. Can you recover from the cardio you're doing? If not, rethink it. So like Andy said, if you have a coach, this is what you'll discuss with a coach. If you're programming for yourself, you know, just understand those basics. Think of your goals. What are you trying to work? If it's fat loss, just throwing everything at fat loss, it, it, it does not work. Mm-hmm. It does not work. <laughs> your body is very smart. Right. So <laughs> you, you, you smart. can't, you can never <laughs> trick it. So that is that on cardio, and uh, are we yeah. doing any cardio today? <laughs> um, yeah, go f- maybe a walk, maybe <laughs> yeah. jump around in the pool for seven minutes. <laughs> but yeah, nothing, nothing serious. <laughs> but yeah, um, today I'm, I'm going to do a full body. Just uh, yeah, nothing, no, no hit, no metcons, nothing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right. I've got I've got a bit of cardio to do today. It's prep. Oh yeah, you're you're prepping, so my, my cardio's gone up. But we see the way it's programmed in. It's programmed in based on calories, so we mm. monitor. Yeah. Yeah. How much nutrients? Oh, how much calories I'm taking in versus what's going on. Mm-hmm. So we plan to do 400 calories a week of cardio. Nice. So it could be one session, 
two sessions. I find it's two sessions now split into two 20-minute sessions in. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and do 200. So I might do a little bit after training today. Make sure you record so we can save and do it too. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Wait, what, 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 cardio, what cardio are you doing? Yeah. Oh, I see. I don't yeah. know. I, no, I tend to, I, I, yeah, me personally, I like to use a bike. Yeah. If like, spin bikes are like my favourite because you, there's a sort of a, a cadence, you just keep going. Yeah. And you can just get, keeps quite steady pace without things changing too much. Yeah, we've, we've been considering getting an air bike one. Well, you know, the future, amazing. Yeah, I think they're amazing. They're nice. You can do that quick 10, 12 second and just give well, it your Well, they're perfect for hit, true hit. And they're mechanical, so no no electricity. Well, that's why I like spin bikes yeah. as well. Because yeah, spin yeah. Bikes. It's not, you don't have to plug it into anything. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what power's like in Kenya. Oh, yeah. It's on off every couple of minutes. Yeah. That's why cardio equipment in this country doesn't last. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go to a gym and most of them are but, yeah. not working because power surges. And, I know, it's know, a... Power cuts. Yeah, mechanical cardio machines. If you're looking for one for your home gym or starting gym as a business would, would be the best and save you a lot on power. Mm-hmm. Another cardio yeah. tip. Cardio tip. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, if you do have any questions on cardio, you can DM us. Yeah. We love to talk about all of these topics. Um, yeah. So on that note, hope everyone has a great weekend. Goodbye. Bye-bye.